This gospel of the woman at the well is a favorite of the church during Lent because it, it describes the movement of conversion from the deep longing and thirst of the heart all the way out to its fulfillment in Christ, the living water who is able to quench and, and satisfy the deepest longings, the deepest thirsts of the heart. And it all begins when Jesus expresses his thirst to the woman he says, give me a drink. And that expresses in the heart of God the longing that he has had from the moment that he made you, that, that you would draw close to him and that you would find the deepest thirst of your heart satisfied in him. So beautifully, the initiative always belongs to God. Paul says that. This is how God proves his love for you, that, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so Jesus says, give me a drink. The woman, she understands it to mean just physical water. She does not yet understand that he's talking about something deeper, a, a spiritual quenching of a spiritual thirst. And so, not understanding that, there is this back and forth between Jesus and the woman. They continue that, that back and forth, all the while the woman thinking he's just speaking about physical water. And that happens all the way up until the moment when Jesus says to her, go, call your husband and come back. Here, Jesus identifies her deepest thirst, which is for love. In his command to her, go, call your husband, it's not just a, an, an empty or unnecessary command unrelated to the discussion, nor is it even just the, the Lord wanting to show the woman that he knows something of her. It, it's that, but it's deeper. Jesus is showing her that he knows her heart and her deepest longings for love. So she says, I, I don't have a husband. And Jesus, with a knowledge that, that only God could possess, since he's just met her, says to her, it's true. You, you don't have a husband. You've had five. And now the one that you're with now, the sixth, is not your husband. What you have said is true. This statement of the Lord shifts the woman up. Sir, I, I, I see that you are a prophet. The, a movement's now been made. She realizes that, that they're not just talking about something physical, a physical thirst. He's helped her to know that he knows the deepest longings of her heart. And Whatever's been going on in that movement from one man to another in her life, the Lord is presenting himself as the one who is able to quench that deepest thirst in her heart. Some of the early commentators on this gospel, what you'll hear them say is that you have her five husbands, you have the, the, the sixth man that she's with now, and Jesus is presenting himself as the seventh. Remember that biblical number seven, that perfection seven, the completion of everything. And Jesus is presenting himself as the one who's able to perfectly and completely satisfy 
the deepest longing in her heart that she's not been able to quench up to this point in her life. And so now, with this shift being made, I see that you're a prophet. I know that you know something about me that you would have no reason to know if you were not from God. And this leads her, this stirs up in her heart. She says, I know that the Messiah is coming. That the Lord, he's uncovered down deep in her heart something that maybe she didn't even realize that she was still longing for and waiting for. I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. For how many years in her life was that longing hidden and just covered up as she got into this routine in life where like Bishop Barron says, we, we all have that well in our life that represents just the earthly things that we go to to quench the deeper thirst. And he, he says, we go to it with this kind of very compulsive, almost uh, addictive habit. We continually go with a bucket. We're drawing from earthly things that will never satisfy. And in the woman, for how long was that deeper thing covered up? I, I know that he is coming, the Messiah. Jesus draws that out from her heart and brings her to a place where she can realize again, you know what, even though I've been in this compulsive, uh, just maybe addictive search for this, this longing, I, I know that deep down, I, I really am waiting for the one who, who can satisfy in the most perfect way. So she says, I, I know he's coming, the Messiah, the one called the Christ. And then Jesus, it's, there, it's such a beautifully simple and clear declaration to her. With her heart opened up, he says, I am he, the one speaking with you. And from that, then, just with all of this, this, uh, this amazing work done that, that happens, it seems, so quickly, she then says, could, could this be the one? Because she says, I know that the, when the Messiah comes, he will tell us everything. And that's exactly what Jesus just did for her, told her everything about her. She runs off into town. She leaves her bucket behind, which again, when you, you, you dig into all of the, the early commentary on this, the fathers of the church, the great saints, they say, in leaving that bucket behind, she clearly is indicating that in him now, my real thirst, deepest thirst, is able to be quenched. She goes off into town and begins to share the good news. And that, that, that brings the Samaritans to the Lord, who then ultimately at the end of the gospel say to the woman, we believed first because of what you told us. And there's power in that. Your witness is able to bring people to the Lord. But there's a point at which everything gets handed off to him. And they say to her, now we believe because of his own word from our own encounter with him. That movement from that compulsive, addictive search for things that will never satisfy all the way to Christ, the living water, and, and, and welcoming him to sharing that with others. That's why the church loves this gospel during Lent, because it captures the whole movement of conversion. 
for each of us in our own life, we, we, have, we have a bucket and we have a well that we go to. And one of the most just beautiful but, but very clear applications of this gospel is for us, what, what's that well that you go to in your own life? For the woman, it, it was the, just this one relationship after another that would never satisfy because her heart has longings that only God can satisfy. For you, during these days of Lent, what, what's that well that you're going to? That thing that maybe you already kind of know is never gonna satisfy, but you keep showing up there with your bucket to draw from it, hoping that maybe this time it, it's gonna satisfy? Bishop Barron in that same uh, commentary and reflection on this goes back to the classic things that we often turn to power wealth esteem relationships uh, that that don't provide a real authentic love we all have that thing in our life during these days of Lent, in our, our Lenten exercises, we're, we're trying to let the Lord show us what those deeper things might be. But today, we want to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, show me what that well is. What's that thing that I keep going to? And it's the thing, part of how we identify it is, it's the thing that we go to in ways that we know are just not normal. It was not normal for a woman to go to the well in the middle of the day. And you've heard that probably in homilies past. Women normally went in, in the early cool of the morning, but this woman, she couldn't do that. She was so ostracized and, and just cut off from the rest of the community, shame, embarrassment, whatever it might be. But she knew it's not normal that I'm going to the well in the middle of the day. You have a well in your life that's never gonna satisfy and there's something odd about that well. You go to it in ways and times and places that are just not normal. And that's an indication that there's something here that's not of God that will never satisfy. So we pray, Lord Jesus, during these days of Lent, help us to identify what that well is. Help us to leave our bucket behind. Help us to turn to you you are the only one who can satisfy the deepest longings and needs of our heart. Something happens when you and I reach a point where we are willing to say to the Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the one that we've waited for. That's not an act of faith spoken out of our emotions. It's a declaration of faith that comes from, from the will and the intellect. And so we don't want to get hung up on, on other things, but to be able to say in faith, Lord, I, I present myself to you, believing that you alone are able to satisfy. In, in that declaration of faith, a freedom is granted to us to leave the bucket behind, leave the well behind, and shift to him. And it's not meant to be overly complicated. How do we receive from him the stuff that only God can give? It's in all of the ways that you already know. It's by meeting him in the sacraments, by meeting him in his word and scripture. It's by encountering him and connecting with him in prayer. It's all of the basic stuff that we know 
that the season of Lent says, come back to that core stuff. Come back to that. And so, let's pray on on this third Sunday of Lent now for that grace to imitate the Samaritan woman, that that whole movement from a, a deep longing and thirst in the heart all the way out to being quenched in Christ and then announcing to others that good news that that might mark our, our own life during the, these beautiful and, and very grace-filled days of Lent.